0: Hello and thank you for joining us on our Inspire Church podcast. It's our prayer that this message inspire you, that it builds your faith, and that it can help you see how God desires to move in your life. Enjoy the message. I'm going to talk to you for a few moments about the breakthrough anointing. Somebody say, the breakthrough breakthrough anointing. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 27 says, In that day, his burden will be taken away from your shoulder. Just do me a favor. Put your hand on your neighbor's shoulder like this. Say, I'm not being weird. Just just say, every burden on your shoulder, I lift it off you in Jesus' name. Just go like that. Turn to the other neighbor and say, you too. Every burden (laughs) that the enemy has put on your shoulder, I lift it off you now in Jesus' name. Just phew, gone. Come on. Say break the anointing. Then it says, from your neck, is yoke from your neck, and the yoke from your neck will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. This is referencing to, you know, people that are living under oppression. Mm. Bondage of the enemy and The Bible says the anointing oil comes and it lifts those burdens and destroys the yoke. So the yoke's there. It doesn't remove the yoke. It actually destroys it. It literally says that the anointing makes you so fat that the yoke doesn't fit. So that gives me permission to eat popcorn, ice cream. Come on, somebody. So I get so fat... (laughs) I'm just kidding. Some of you are getting my jokes. Some of you are not. All right. That's okay. I'm going to work on I'm going to work on Australia jokes. Yesterday I went to see the movie uh, Avengers. I'm going to tell you the end. Okay. I know some of you haven't seen it. So let me be the spoiler. What happens? See what happens? No, I'm just kidding. But I went and I'm going to have popcorn and all that because I normally can't eat like that. I was like, yeah. I thought, wow, I'm going to get fat here. The Bible says when the anointing comes in your life, it makes you so prosperous, so fat, that that yoke the enemy has put on you can't hold you anymore. So we find that the anointing does several things. The breakthrough anointing sets men free from bondage, but then it increases you so much, it brings you so much prosperity, influence, capacity, that you, you become too large. For the limitation that society put on you, the limitation that pain put on you, the limitation that maybe your age or your skin color or your race or society put on you. When the anointing shows up, it makes you so large the devil can't contain you anymore and you manifest God's goodness and when people see... God's goodness on your life, the only thing they'll do is give God glory for what the anointing has done on your life, in your life and through your life. Come on, clap like you believe that that anointing is increasing on your life. Jesus goes into detail and explains this anointing in the New Testament. He comes and he preaches his very first sermon, which I may know if it's your first, it's, it's very important because that's the that's the catalyst that's going to launch you into your ministry. That's really the crescendo of what he's assigned to do, what he's called to do. And our church, our church is called Freedom. Why? Because that's the anointing on our ministry to bring people out of bondage, but not just out of bondage into a life without limit. Because sometimes people think they're free just because they come out of Pharaoh's house. But God didn't call you just to come out of Pharaoh's house. God called you to take back what the devil stole in something called the promised land. Some of you ought to shout amen in the house. So Jesus comes up and he says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because the Lord has anointed me to preach. He's saying to. The Pharisee, the religious, the sect of the day, the church community. He's telling everybody, the spirit of God is empowering me. He's anointed me. And this kind of freaked the religious community out because I think it freaked the devil out more than anything. Because up to this point, the Holy Spirit, the presence, the power was in the tabernacle of 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 god it was in the temple and then for 400 years there was no really movement of the holy spirit we it's called the dark ages and then and then and then we find the book of matthew that god shows up again but he doesn't show up in the temple now he's showing up on a man and I'm, I'm, that's freaking, that's freaking the devil out because as long as it's in the temple, he could kind of limit it. He can confine it. He can, he can limit it to ceremony. He can limit it to sacrifice. He can limit it. He can limit God's interaction and his power with his people. He can limit it. But now Jesus shows up and said, it's no longer just in a temple, but now it's on me and you can't just hold me. I can go everywhere I go. I can do, I can go anywhere I want. And everywhere I show up, you're going to see the results of this. This power of this breakthrough on my life. Come on, shout like this is powerful. I mean, it, you, you you can hold back a, a building, you know. You, you, you could slow it down. You, you could you could block the roadways, but but when it's on a man, man, that guy can go everywhere. And we're gonna find out later, it's no longer just on a man, but that anointing spread like wildfire. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. The Lord has uh, anointed me to preach. Look at this. Look at this. Preach good news to the poor. So the first thing we find that that anointing, that breakthrough anointing that breaks people out, breaks people into, that anointing is released through what we say. So what we carry, uh, what we carry, he says, comes out of our mouth. It's what we preach. It's what we declare. And as we declare it, the anointing will back it up. And so Jesus says, I've come, and I'm going to come, and I'm going to preach. I'm going to declare there's an anointing to break poverty. And and if you're ever going to find poverty broken in a person's life, then you have to train them how to declare poverty broken, poverty spirit broken, poverty mentality broken. And as you declare it, and as you declare it in the face of lack, in the face of bad report, in the face of I took five steps forward financially, and I've just taken ten steps back, and it seems like I can't get it forward. You have to train the believer, bring your tithe and your offering to the house of God, and declare poverty is broken over my life because I carry a breakthrough anointing. Come on, shout like poverty is broken. And maybe today you find yourself in that kind of position. Where it's like I take 10 steps forward financially, and then I'm taking 20 steps back. And it's like you can go forward for a year, two, threes, but then you end up back to ground zero. Well, you may have a spirit working in there called a poverty spirit. Poverty is not just a mental thinking. It's a spirit that created a thought pattern. And you have to address that spirit, and you have to address that thinking. The first place you break poverty is you begin to be generous with God. That gives you confidence to declare now. Devil, you can't touch my house. This is a tither's house. Devil, you can't touch my job. This is a tither's house. This is a tither's job. You walk into work and say, sorry, sir, we're going to fire you. You say, you can't fire me. You didn't hire me. You can let me go, but God's got another job. This is one door shutting, another door opening, because when God opens the door, no man can shut. Come on, act like you carry prosperity. Act like you have a breakthrough anointing for increase. Come on, clap like you don't need no more money. Come on, clap like you trust God for wealth. Don't limit God. Don't you li- don't limit God in this area, finance? No, God's a good God, and He'll bless your life. He'll break poverty off your life. Then Jesus comes in and says, "But this anointing is not just to break poverty. This I don't have just good news to the poor." And He turned around and said, "But I have I, I have also good news. Oh wow, look at this to those that are brokenhearted, and I feel like God wants me to land there today. I haven't landed there, but I feel like I need to land here for a minute." He says, "He says I got good news. I have good news." To the brokenhearted, maybe this is for one person, five—I don't know. Somebody's here. You see hear what I'm going to say right now. I have good news to the brokenhearted. That word "brokenhearted" means crushed. And I'm going to share my a little bit of my story right now. I have permission. Uh, for me, I when I came to the Lord, I needed a breakthrough anointing to heal a broken heart because of a You know, being. Being abandoned by my dad, being a little guy left, it, it broke me. I mean, little kid, you know, little, I think that's why I love my, family, my little kids so much. Because I never had that dad. Like, that, I never had. If I cry, I'm not crying because I'm sad. I'm crying because I I have a father now. And he'll never leave me. And he will never abandon me. And he will never leave you. And he will never forsake you. And, I, uh, and I'm going to pray for people today to get healed in some of these areas. It's going to be powerful. I uh, was a little guy, you know, like six, seven years old, a little boy. And my father abandons me. He never, and, he, and I'm 44, and I've never talked to him since. So when that happened, something in me uh, broke. It was irreparable. You can't repair that. A therapist doesn't repair that. I went to college for psychology. I get it. I believe in Christian psychology. I understand all that. And I believe in that. But there's some things that are broken in a person. That only the anointing of God. And you could be an anointed psychologist. Come on, somebody! <laughs> I, all right, one clap. All right, whatever. I'm an anointed psychologist. <laughs> anointed. Broke in me. So then I looked to my stepfather to to raise me, and he was a devil. He was evil. He was probably like six one, big. He looked like Hulk. And here, I'm a Latino. He, he was prejudiced. He didn't like anybody other than h- h- whites. And I'm Mexican, and I'm thinking, "Wow, this doesn't make any sense. This is my dad, and he doesn't like anybody, including Latinos. I was always confused. Just, I don't know what's going on here." And he would just put me down. He was a racist. And he was a pervert, and he was an evil abuser, and an alcoholic. He pull guns out in the middle of the day and just shoot them to see how many, how many, uh, you know, like phone books the bullet would go through. Freak a kid out, and uh, he would abuse me every single day. Even when my sister would talk about this, to this day, she just cries. She goes, I don't understand how you survived. And I told her, I don't know either. I really didn't. I just bottled it all up and just became bitter. Don't ever bottle things up. If people have done you wrong, maybe today we can release some things if we have the opportunity What they done to you, how they abused you, spoke against you, bullied you, looked down upon you, made you feel small, insignificant. Don't bottle it up. Learn to let it go. So God's anointing can heal you of the things that they did to you. Can we clap and give God praise? Come on, I'm being open. You're going to have to go. Don't lock down on me because I'm with you here. Come on. Come on. Clap. God wants me to talk to you about this today. So then my stepsister abuses me. So I'm, I'm being abused in every way. So here I am, 14-year-old kid. All my friends are going and being shipped off to, um, they're going to play high school football, and I'm being shipped off to prison. I become maniac. People look at me and just, listen, don't judge people. Because you don't know what they've gone through. When God starts bringing so many people into this church and they may not look like church folk, don't judge them. Don't make them feel unwelcome. You put your arms around them and you be the God of Abraham in their life. You be the representation of the mercy and the fatherhood of God. Come on, inspire. I'm talking to you. So I, I'm so angry. I'm bitter. I'm. If you would have looked on the outside, it said that's a hardcore guy, whatever. But on the inside, all I was was a lost, broken, just shattered. There's no hope, you know. There's no hope. There's no hope for me. And I go to a Christian concert, and I feel something. I was on acid. I was on LSD acid. I only went because my mom told me that there would be lights there. She never told me it was going to be Christian. That's why I thank God for an Inspire Conference and uh, 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 the, the youth conference we just had. Jeez, uh, uh, my mind's going blank. Come on. intensify, fire, fire. But the lights. and, I, and I, say, I say more lights. Come on, somebody. Because, you know, I'll come in and there's lights everywhere and I'm on acid. I'm like, yeah. Don't even know it's a Christian thing. And all of a sudden, the guy starts preaching and something hits me. Boom. Like on the top of my head. Boom. And, and, and then all of a sudden, I sober up. I get scared. And then I feel something. Same thing I feel now. I, felt, I, I started crying like I'm crying now. Before that, I hadn't cried since I was a little boy. I hadn't cried since my father left. I'm a cry baby now. I even cried in the movie yesterday. Come on, somebody. Avengers, this girl's crying over there. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know, sometimes real men don't cry. That's a lie. That's a bitter man don't cry. Come on, somebody. I'm not a weak man. I'm a strong man. And I cry. I'm afraid of a man who doesn't cry. You got stuff going on, brother. got some stuff. <laughs> So I, I cry, and I get scared. I'm thinking, what the heck, man? And I look at my mom like she did voodoo on me or something. Like, what the heck's going on here? Because, you know, yeah. And then it wasn't. It was the Father's love I felt. For the very first time in my life, I felt the Father's touch. And the next thing you know, my life began to change. I went home that night, and I called all my friends. and I said, get over here right now. And they're like, why? I said, just bring all the girls and the booze and the drugs, man. They're like, why? I'm like, man, I feel great. I'm saved. <laughs> How many of you can't judge people? Come on, somebody. I'm, I'm learning. Because some people just got saved on Easter, and they're like that now, and they're trying to figure out, oh, wow, what's going on? You've got you to disciple them now. <laughs> so I, I, I end up going, I need a so I end up in a program, and in that program... You're supposed to stay there like nine months. I ended up staying five years. Well, there you go, you know, because I needed that healing. Because I needed God to begin to, to pick up all the pieces and begin to heal me. He even, I remember even being in children's ministry and thinking, God, while you have me in children's ministry, thinking I'm there to minister to the kids, not even realizing as I was ministering to kids, God was healing me of my childhood because that was robbed from me come on somebody and God was healing me and even there's kids today to this day that are in our children's ministry that came through our children's ministry they're in full time ministry now and they always say I remember uh, uh, Jason I remember when you preached I remember that you, you changed my life in children's ministry so as I was you know getting healed in children's ministry God was, God was healing me I was healing other kids but here's the reality that anointing began to little by little it was almost like my it's like my heart was everywhere and I just had all my little pieces and he could do anything with this Lord here no one could help me but I need the miracle and it was like he took this piece and that piece and, and this piece and it took you a long time an encounter after an encounter after an encounter after an encounter after an encounter And he healed my broken heart. I I never dreamed I could be married and happy. I never dreamed I could be a father. And I remember, now I'm a father. I got three beautiful babies. I got a beautiful wife. I never dreamed. We have a church of what, 5,000 people in L.A. I never dreamed I could do anything like that. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Can anything good come out of brokenness? Can anything good come out of your situation? And I think God picks people like me for a reason. To let people know and God is still in the business of delivering the captive. And he's still in the business of healing the brokenhearted, And he's still in the business of taking the weak and declaring, let the weak say, I am strong. Not because of what we've done, but because of what his anointing has done in our lives. Could we give Him praise, glory, and honor? Sometimes, God, I feel picks. What Paul said, the least of these, the foolish of the world, does it so he can heal them, restore them, and say, this is what I can do if you let me in and not lock down, shut down on God. Maybe your story is not as drastic as mine. I hope it's not in the sense of it's painful is what it was. But no matter what it is you've gone through, there's a bomb in Gilead. There's an anointing from God to heal and to fix everything the devil ever messed up in your life. And I believe God has sent me to this particular service to pray for you. To let you know that he knows what you've gone through. He knows what you've been through. And he says to you today, I am going to anoint you with my oil. And I'm going to begin to put the pieces back together of your life Maybe divorce, maybe miscarriage, maybe a death. I don't know what it is, but I want you to know that there's a God in heaven and he has a breakthrough anointing for your life, for your family, for your children. Somebody ought to shout like you believe that's true today. Stand on your feet, please. I hear that. He's the Lord that healeth me. Remember that song? He's a Lord that healeth us. But you know, man, I feel the presence of Father. I would have been happy just to be free, just to have gotten better, you know. Pastor John, I would have been happy. I'm free. I'm free indeed. We'll sing that song in a minute. I'm free, man. But God said, no, no. It's not enough to get you free. I didn't just free you to free you. I freed you with my anointing so you could free somebody else. And that's what the Bible said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth was like the hood of Jerusalem. They even had a statement in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? And God took that mockery statement in Acts ten thirty eight and says how God anointed Jesus not of Bethlehem, not of Jerusalem, but Jesus of Nazareth. Yeah. And he went about with that anointing, doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. What was God trying to tell us? He was trying to say, my son Jesus did what he did by his own admission. He said, it's not me, but it's the father that does it through me. He said, it's not me, but it's the anointing on me. And what God is saying is I didn't just anoint Jesus, the son of God. I anointed Jesus, the son of Nazareth, Jesus, the son of man, to let you know that that same anointing that was on him to do what he did is on you. Come on, clap in this place today. Come on, clap in this place today. Why? Because a breakthrough anointing, come on, is being released in this place today. Thanks again for joining us. If you have any questions or simply for more information regarding Inspire Church, visit us at InspireChurch.com. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. It's our prayer that you live inspired by the Word of God and more alive in Him than ever before. Until next time.